0: Hello and welcome to the ordinary church podcast uh, where God uses his ordinary people in extraordinary ways uh, Ordinary Church podcast is a podcast for the church and about the church and I'm Mike Shera. today I'm running solo and I've got for you here It is five reasons why youth need theological training at church and home. That's right folks five reasons why youth need theological training. So we're going to get right into it today, and we're just going to go one by one. Number one, the number one reason why youth need theological training at church and home is because everyone needs the Word rightly handled, and all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 tells us that Timothy knew from childhood the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation in Jesus Christ. And then it says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness. The man of God may be equipped, having been thoroughly equipped for every good work. And um, everyone needs the word rightly handled. That's the first reason why youth need theological training at church and home all scriptures inspired by God and profitable. Amy Carmichael, missionary to India, had a really good quote in a little booklet she wrote called God's Missionary. And she said something like this, when when kids are young, they should not be exposed to different ways of dotting I's and crossing T's, but that all influences must be bent one way, basically. And it's like a strand of trees. You let them grow deep roots, and once the wind starts blowing, it only causes the roots to take a firmer hold. So you need the word rightly handled. Uh, you need uh, to be taught at a young age uh, the word rightly handled. Number two, because the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching, as Second Timothy 4 tells us, but have itching ears and will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their wrong desires. Okay? And so youth need to be taught the word. And, and I'll give you an example. In, in our Men of the Word ministry at Grace Church of Orange, where I pastor... Uh, we have a Friday morning men of the word and it's young and old coming together. It's young men, uh, medium age men and older men all coming together around the word of God. And I really do think you need this community peer pressure not to cave into lies. Okay, you need that. The time will come when people will not endure sound teaching. So teach them while they're young. Okay, so the first reason, because everyone needs the word rightly handled and because the time will come. Second reason, when people will not endure sound teaching. Third reason. Because it's not just the job of the parents, but it's the job of the church as well to teach coming generations the goodness and greatness of God and the gospel and the word of God. Psalm 78 teaches us that, where it lists four or five generations passing the faith on. Deuteronomy 6 talks about that, that you need to teach your children diligently the word of God. Ephesians 6 talks about it because it's a letter written to the church It would have been read out loud to the church and it it addresses husbands and wives and parents as well as children all being held accountable by the local church to bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And then Colossians three says a similar thing, you know, fathers don't exasperate your children, but bring them up in the Lord. So, but this is teaming up home and church together. Uh, My friend, Wanda Parker uh, from Voyager's Bible church, uh, taught me this well the first disciples of children are their parents and but they need other godly adults that will come alongside and teach and mentor Um, we've always my angela and i always thought about this with our five kids as it's a safety net like we're teaching the word in our home we're discipling our children we have them in the church we have them in multi-generational settings in worship in our home group in missions trips they're in youth groups and other things but that there would be other godly adults as what I would call a safety net that if or when our children pushed away from our teaching and our authority, they would push off to other godly adults who would say, not so fast. It's not as if they're going to lead them astray. They're going to point them back to Jesus and, and the gospel. So number one, because everyone needs the word rightly handled. Number two, because the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching And number three, because it's not just the job of the parents, but the job of the church as well, to teach coming generations. And number four, because in every age there is a battle for the souls of young people, and believers need to be equipped, and unbelievers need to be reached. My good friend Ed Trenner is a great example of this. He just loves everyone, and everyone matters in his opinion, and he just has a multi-generational identity idea of life and it's like he wants to equip believers but he wants to reach unbelievers and I just think that needs to permeate like every age uh, there's a battle for the souls of young people and and believers got to equip them okay at every age and unbelievers got to reach them at every age so why do youth need theological training in the church and home because everyone needs the word rightly handled because the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching because it's not just the job of the parents but the job of the church as well and because in every age, there's a battle for the souls of young people and believers need to be equipped and unbelievers need to be reached. And then finally, fifth and finally, lastly, and this is you know this is just so clear, God tells us to do this. Because God tells us to. We're not to settle for child care and babysitting, okay? And by the way, child care and babysitting are not a bad thing. They could be a bad thing, but they're not. In a Christian setting, they're not a bad thing. But the best caregivers that I've ever met uh, follow what First Thessalonians 2, 7, and 8 say. We're well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel, but our very lives because you became very dear to us. So the best caregivers give God's word and their life. I mean, think about it, folks. We're training young lives. We're molding their minds with the word of God. So you go back to Second Timothy 3, and it's like, yeah, th- there's going to be all sorts of things happening, but you need to pull that off from childhood. You need to have make sure that people know the word of God. And then you'll know, go back to 2 Timothy two fifteen. Make sure it's the the word rightly handled. And then chapter four of 2 Timothy, preach the word in season and out of season. I mean, think of foolishness is bound up in, in a child, and they need to be trained up. They need to, to, to. Proverbs talks about listen, my son, to your father's teaching. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. But this is the church and the home in tandem. Call it a three legged race. Call it whatever you want. Call it God's design. Here are five reasons why. Youth need theological training at church and home. Number one, because everyone needs the word rightly handled. Because, number two, the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching and you need to have some community peer pressure not to cave into lives. Number three, because it's not just the job of parents, but the job of the church as well, to teach coming generations the greatness of God. Uh, The first disciples are the parents, and other godly adults must be present in the life. Number four, because at every age there's a battle for the souls of young people, Believers need to be equipped. Unbelievers need to be reached. And number five, because God tells us to do it. Okay, we're to reach everyone with the gospel. All right, well, that's what we have for you today for the Ordinary Church Podcast, where God uses His ordinary people in extraordinary ways. This is for the church and about the church. I hope this has been a benefit for you, and we'll catch you next time on the Ordinary Church Podcast. God bless you.